Before we get started, we need to say thanks to Brandon Alberta for the great review on Apple Podcasts. Brandon says, lots of laughs. Aaron and Brian are two of the greatest clean comics I've had the chance of knowing, and now these two are on a podcast. What could be better than that? Am I right? Thanks for the review, Brandon. We also appreciate your positive review and might just read it on a future episode. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What time is it? It's to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. This week, our guest is Simon Carlson. Simon Carlson comes to us from beautiful Grant, Michigan, and lives in Grand Rapids. He's working as a stand-up comic, and uh, we are so delighted to have him on the show. I have a cat right now. Um, adopted him. I feel like a good person. I adopted him. But I, I paid for him with a credit card, which is weird. So they let me pay for him with a credit card. It's like, what if I don't make the payments? Is some guy going to kick down my door? You're behind on your payments. I'm going to repossess that asset. You have any treats or anything? Oh, cool. That's how that would go. That's Simon Carlson, everybody, and he is here with us on the podcast. Welcome, Simon. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Simon. I'm so happy you're here. Man, uh, just hearing that clip reminded me of how great that show was and how fun it was. Oh, that was really fun. I uh, I was actually thinking about it the other day because I was thinking about one of the last you know times I did stand-up, and that was definitely one of the last uh, really, really phenomenal shows that I was at. We had a great time. The, uh, the whole cat thing... It- that's that's a, a recurring theme with you isn't it yeah i'm a big fan of cats always have been <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just they're just good buddies they're just good pals every single one's got a different story huh. well uh i think we have a, a story here from you and the world of cats that we're gonna play for you here mm-hmm. when i was in second grade my cat died in the dryer <laughs> People, uh, people like to ask questions. I still have some. Uh, favorite question I've been asked is, well, how long was he in there? Too long. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I put these clips together and I've seen the, the, uh, seen the video and heard the audio yeah. of, the, of the too long tag at the end there. Yeah. And every time I just sit here giggling. So, well, well done. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's funny jokes like that. I uh I always remember like the moment that I thought of the tag or the joke and it was just mm. sitting here hanging out with Brandon and uh, I like immediately ran into his room and I was like, "Hey, is this funny?" And so I told him the joke and he just laughed out loud and I was like, "This is funny." So So now what is that a real cat? Was that a real cat? <laughs> Yeah, that definitely happened Um, when I was seven or so. I was in bed. You know, the whole the cliff notes of it is I was asleep and I got woken up by the family freaking out. And then I stumbled into a crime scene in the kitchen and uh, (laughs) it's like yellow tape and everything. Uh, That was yeah, it was a big traumatic event for the family. I'm sure. Probably much funnier now than it was oh, at the time. Yeah, so yeah. To everybody but my mom. Uh, right. But it's, uh, it's you know, 17 years or however long. It's, it's, it's been time. Now, just before I turned 16, I, we had a dog growing up. And my uh, 
mom, like she says, Brian, I just be aware that something's terrible has happened or what, what was it? And apparently um, she had let the dog out the night before and forgot to let him in. And he died like, oh my gosh. On, on the back porch. And it was her fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So and, like, close. and, and I honestly, I, I heard the, the cat in the dryer thing. And there's a part of me that's like, Oh, well, I've got a story about how my dog died. I wonder if that's funny. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my nope. gosh. I not, understand not... both the tragedy and the yeah. absurdity of that. That's insane. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the Clean County Time podcast. Many animals <laughs> were hurt or murdered in the making of this. No, we were all supervised by the uh, Humane Society. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife and I have a cat now, and um, he has a full name. And when he's particularly bad, I actually use his full name. Yeah. When when I holler at him, Can with I, middle I name it? and last name and the whole nine yards. Would you like to protect your cat's anonymity, or can I hear his <laughs> name? I like, sure. I like to hear him. Yeah. So his first name is Theophilus. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, which is a biblical name. Uh, in in the New Testament, Luke is always writing to his friend, my dear Theophilus, and Holly had him for a short time and he got into the basement and got all covered with cobwebs. And so she pictured him coming up out of the catacombs. Get it. I see. I just said, Classic Theo. <laughs> thank you. When he's particularly bad, his, uh, full name is Theophilus cat Atkinson or the Atkinson? cat. Well, Hey, Hey Simon, when, when, uh, when we were talking about your cat, um, what you had Ugh. mentioned, uh, that everybody thinks it's funny now, except for your mom. Uh, has your mom seen you do stand up? That's a good point. Um, she's seen me do stand up uh, once or twice. Um, definitely not that joke. <laughs> it's too, still too close to home, huh? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's a little it's a little uh, graphic of a memory, I'm sure. So, but. Yeah. Yeah, I um I consider that bit honestly probably like it's still in its infant stages and I've been yeah. work kicking it around for a, almost exactly a year about Laugh Fest last year I started um sort of forming it into the pieces that it is right now and uh it's still it to me that should be a 10 minute story and it's about 3 minutes whenever I've told it so I just need to <laughs> keep talking about it. Yeah, I've I've been at several shows with you, and I and I always have noticed that before the shows, you've got your notebook out and you're you're making your notes of your set list for the night, and and you've got your uh, your rep- repertoire of jokes, and uh, they're always under development. Can you tell us a little bit about your writing process? Sure. Um, usually for a show, I unless it's for a specific show like your guys' show, um, or you know a paid show or something that is you know rare enough to come around um i'll i'll do you know jokes i'll do the bits that i have in a set that i you know whatever however i want to construct them but when i'm doing open mics i'll always try to work on you know at maybe half of the set is new or you know new tags on every joke that i haven't told before so i'm always you know trying something out so i'll do the set and try out anything that I wrote on my laptop, you know, I'll just put on uh, lyricless music and, or instrumental music and I'll write, and then I'll try it at the open mic and then record my set always with my phone, go back, listen to it. And that's where 
most of the improvement on a joke comes from in my experience is I'll listen to it and I'll be like, Oh, I thought I might've said this right here. And then I didn't. So I'll throw that in next time, try it. And that's how I usually build around a, a premise. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you, and you mentioned Brandon um, and he's your roommate, right? Yep. And uh, you, so you, you thought of this and you ro- rolled into his room and, and threw it out there. Are you guys always just kicking stuff back and forth or? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, usually kicking stuff back and forth. Uh, not as much as we used to, but um, a lot of times we do just sit down and write jokes is what we just, we just say, Hey, you want to write jokes? And then um, we'll go hang out in one of our, one of each other's rooms, bring up any jokes or premises that we've thought of in the you know past couple of weeks and kick them around, see if anything uh, comes out. And that's usually when I, you know, just another person to hear the premise and, you know, to, mm-hmm. to kick it around with is, so helpful and do you write like some people write on you just mentioned a lot your laptop they write out long form they write out like a script or you just taking notes or what's what do you do um so for me uh what i've been doing lately is um well i'll answer your question more directly i suppose right now um (laughs) so i use my laptop i just go into the notes app and i am writing it how I would say it, you know, I, I don't like, I'll, I I don't really write it down until I have it formed in my head of how I would say it. Um, I'm not just, you know, start writing and then something will come. That's sort of, you know, a way to do it, but Mm -hmm. I will, um, just start thinking about, you know, the, the premise or the topic that I want to write about. And then I'll, I'll write it down when I think there's sort of a setup punch style or, you know, long setup and then my punchline or however you think about it. Uh, let me shift over a little bit. Uh, and, uh, I have another clip of yours that I would like to play. Okay. And this is uh, a visit to one of our fine retailers. I like to go to Walmart. Uh, I like the greeters that they have at Walmart because there's two types that I found in my experience. There's two types of greeters at Walmart. There's the elderly greeter and then there's the definitely owns throwing stars greeter. You know what I mean? <laughs> selling the new model of old person, you know? They're like, it's Gary, the new 2019 model. He's got a 5% larger oxygen tank and he's 10% less racist. People are walking by like, oh my God, honey, maybe we should get a Gary. Oh my God. What do you mean you won't fit? Well, just put the dog food back. I don't know if Gary would fit in the, sh- in the cart, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a funny, funny uh, set, of jo- set of jokes there. That whole set then goes on further into uh, beating up people in the parking lot and so on. So, uh, you have a violent streak there along with the throwing stars. It, there's just so much potential there where that could loop back around and so on. And uh, just so such an impressive uh, whole run there that you uh, did toward the end of your set like that. It was a lot Thank of fun. You. Yeah, the Walmart joke uh, is probably my first joke or bit that I've, that I've ever had that I thought was like a solid chunk. Um, and I, I tend to close with that sometimes, but, uh, that's a, that's a, a a gem of a show because some audiences don't have the patience for the, the full Gary saga of, you know, by the time I say it's Gary, the new 2019 model, I'll do that. That might get a laugh, but then sometimes I'll be like, Oh, is he, is he going to fit in the cart? And people are like, we don't care. We don't care if he fits in the cart. That's a shame. Some hipper audiences, you know, it's not, it's not their cup of tea. Uh, Yeah. We've listened 
to uh, clips from you and from some of the other comics on that set. Uh, and, and I listen to my own stuff on it. And um, yeah, we all have friends in the audience and things like that. And I can hear my friends laughs. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> they, they just stand out. And I know it's like, okay, they like Simon. And uh, yeah, when I talk to him, there's always, as uh, we said, now, what was the name of the, you know, cause there was, you know, some months ago, I was mm-hmm. one, but they're, they're always like, Oh yeah, no, he was really good. And yeah. And then, um, and you've been a um, funniest person in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yep. And you were there this, this year and last year. Yep. I made it to the uh, finals last year and I'm in the semis this year. If it ever gets, um, you know, back to normal and they have the, you know, they, they resume the competition. Didn't I see that you uh, posted online that you were just claiming the victory though? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. I mean, if it was just sitting there, I mean, I might as well take it, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, over. It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they put the competition on out of respect for the art form, I will, allow for you know someone to challenge my title whatever that is so kind of you thank you out of the yes and this is what clean comedy is all about clean mind clean spirit as well (laughs) very nice very nice and you talk about so the the process to bring that up just for one more second is uh, listening back to those clips that was probably six months ago or over six months ago seven and so i'm hearing that clip and i've told the joke similar ways you know my jokes are always under construction but uh I would want to give that whole joke a makeover of how, cause it's, I would approach the premise or joke differently even now, seven months ago or seven months. Cause I haven't really touched that bit since then. Mm. I did a lot of work to uh, get it to where it was then. And then, you know, I kind of shelve bits for a few months and then work on new stuff. And then I come back and I'm like, Oh, well I, I'm a little bit better at stand up now so I can, you know, uh, punch up or, you know, re configure this old joke and bring it up to being even better now. Do you have kind of some short-term goals for yourself for comedy? Long-term goals? Where where do you uh, sit on those? Uh, short-term goals is just always to get better, to uh, you know, be extremely good. You know, get uh, you know, people who are good at stand-up that you know they think you're good. I don't know. I just I just always want to improve. Long-term, I would like to do it as a you know as a career. You know, for now, I think the best my best bet is to you know just put my head down get very, very good at stand up and then mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah. Now, how often do you uh, try to perform um, so that you can work in front of an audience, whether that's an open mic or other shows? Um, the answer is not nearly enough, of course. <laughs> um, of course. But yeah, because I have certain aspirations and it's not going to, you know, hitting a two mics a week is not going to get me there. But um, I try to get up at least you know, three or four, three to five times a week. Generally it's, it's all how, you know, I am mentally, like if I'm bugging out, I, you know, it doesn't help me to get on stage. So I have to be in sort of a clear head, good, you know, well, um, you know, a homeostasis, if you will. Um, (laughs) sure. Sure. But yeah. So, you know, I would, after this is done, I would hopefully, you know, that would be the, uh, the reborn, stand up, you know, discipline of, you know, really getting to trying one, you know, one a week or one, uh, one mic per day of the week would be ideal. Uh, that is aggressive and and probably what it takes too. You know, it's not, uh, it's not surprising to me, uh, to hear you say that you'd like to do this, uh, professionally because in the times that, uh, we've performed together, um, at, at clean comedy time shows or at other open mics or other shows, 
you know, there's been a couple things that I've noticed about you and the way you approach this. Um, first off, you just bring a brightness to a lineup. You you have an energy about you that when you get on stage, like the audience automatically just can't help themselves but to just fall in love with you and you get up there and and you you entertain them uh but but aside from that you truly approach comedy from a uh a standpoint of a professional you know you you do it like beforehand when everybody's kind of chit-chatting um you're you're straight up business you know you're you're laughing with people but you're also you know you're you're getting your set list around you're you're deciding what you want to get out of that show, what you can deliver to the people at that show. Um, again, it's not surprising to hear that you want to make a go of this because you've got the persona and you've got the approach. So I think you're going to do great things. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to hear. Um, yeah. I think uh, before shows, I definitely am very, cause I, I you know, I, I don't get nervous. Like, you know, the first few times you get on stage, but when I'm trying new stuff, your, you know, your mind's a hurricane and you're just thinking about every single angle or what, you know, trying to remember what you're going to say. So, um, it takes a lot of mental capacity or space, like of my own mental capacity, not, you know, I'm not trying to say, Oh, stand up. You need a big brain. No. Uh, but it's just a lot to, to think about if you're really trying to improve every single time and, uh, a lot to focus on at once. So before a set, I'm, I'm pretty locked in. And then uh, after a set, I'll either, you know, run right home and start writing or, uh, you know, do whatever, hang out with the comics. Yeah. And I, I think that's so wise what you mentioned earlier, how you will record each set and then listen back to it. Cause I, I do that as well. And one of the things that I've noticed is it's never as good as I thought it was. And it's never as bad as I thought it was. Uh, yeah, that's a, I would totally agree with that. <laughs> After a bad set, particularly, I, will want to pretty much race out right after my set. Not because, you know, I, I just want to go home and not be around anybody. I, after a bad set, my urge to write is through the roof because there's sort of a, you know, a, a pride thing where it's like, yeah, I just bombed up there with these jokes. Let me go home and make sure that doesn't happen again. So that's sort of where my head's at after a bad set. <laughs> And we're back and we're talking with Simon Carlson, a Grand Rapids based comedian. And uh, he has been on the clean comedy time uh, show uh, and uh, also a number of other shows uh, around West Michigan. And Simon got to ask now, uh, here we are in our state of quarantine, but what, what's going really well for you, you know, either before this all started or, or while we're uh, sheltering at home, what's going on? I would say, I mean, I'm very fortunate to still be able to work. Um, and I'm working from home. So, um, I am trying to stay committed to, you know, being active three times a week, you know, working out inside. So, uh, that's going well so far, you know, just, it's not, much to ask of yourself, but it seems that way on a daily basis, you know, to get yourself to work out, even though you haven't left the house and you won't leave the house, um, you know, on days that it's cold and rainy, you're not exactly getting out even more than, I don't know. It's, uh, it's tough. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird. Um, now you had mentioned, uh, briefly the occasional, uh, page show and, uh, I'm not trying to ask you to quantify that or anything, but, um, how, how is that adding those in as, as you're able to, how's that going? 
that is something that, you know, lately I would like to, you know, just try to get more of because I'm sure that those types of shows are the shows that sort of grow your, um, you know, your, your map of, you know, people that you know, and just, uh, you'll have, you know, people, you know, in more areas and you can start doing more shows all over. Um, so I would say within the last one, you know, one full year is when I've, it's really started to pick up a little bit and I get, you know, I would say maybe one on average. So, you know, there's some months where I get two, maybe three shows that are paid in some form, nothing like official, just like, you know, someone will reach out, Hey, I have a spot for you. Um, pays maybe, you know, 20 bucks, which is even rare, but you know, maybe one a month prior to all the, the quarantine stuff. So, um, obviously would like to increase the, you know, the number of opportunities I get, but that just comes from me, um, being more social than I probably am because I don't necessarily like to chit chat at mics, but you know, I'm opening up, getting better at that. And so that's how you meet people, but good job. Good job. Hey, uh, Simon, you had mentioned that, uh, um, you've transitioned to working at home. You, so you were in an office and now you're working at home. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And I mean, do you, do you see yourself as more of an introvert or an extrovert? I think, um, it, you know, it always depends for me. Uh, I value my time that I have segmented, you know, for my, myself, uh, isolation time, essentially, I've always liked to have, you know, a, a very strict, uh, you know, at, at some point during the day, I just need to, you know, be by myself, hang out with my own thoughts, whatever. Um, but then, you know, obviously I like to be around people as well. So, um, I would say more introvert leaning with, uh, you know, obvious extrovert tendencies, you know, cause I like to entertain, but it's, it's different, you know, it's not, you know, you can't, you know, how can you be a stand-up comedian if you're an introvert? Well, that's, I think, oh, that's, that's probably more common because you're sitting in by yourself and thinking more often and uh, not more often that I'm not trying to, you know, you're right. big league anybody with my big old brain here, but, uh, <laughs> The best way I've heard uh, introvert versus extrovert uh, explained is when what you come out of feeling refreshed from. You know, there's people that uh, when they get around a large group of people and they're interacting, they come away from that refreshed and re-energized and ready to go. And then there's other people that um, that need to get away and be by themselves for a while. And they come out of that refreshed and energized and ready to go. Sure, um, yeah. By that, by that, uh, criteria, I would certainly be an introvert because, you know, lots of, uh, social interaction. I, I need it and I crave it sometimes, but it, it really drains me. So, and I'm the polar extrovert where I'm so energized by it. I'm it's, it's <laughs> a snowball of let's do more of that. Let's do that again. Let's. And then if I'm, you know, in a place where I'm by myself for a period of time, I am so depressed. And so, right drained from being alone and in many cases being with only one other person um my wife excluded from that because because she's special but if i'm you know just i gotta like do a road trip with one other person there's nothing worse <laughs> road, road trip with 10 people i'm all over it <laughs> i'll do stand up in an airplane and i would be like yeah let's do this i'll just you know do you know talk to everybody on the airplane and i talk to the tsa people and you know, have a great time but if it's just gonna be like one other person the whole time i don't know what to talk about i'm i'm, I'm useless <laughs> yeah so based on what you said there simon it sounds like you're you're well positioned to make that transition to working out of the home 
and being able to stay focused, stay productive, um, and, and still stay healthy. Uh, when a lot of folks I think are really struggling, uh, with, with that Brian, uh, as an example, <laughs> the extreme extrovert. Fortunately, I'm really, really busy with my day job. That's, that that so, helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. A little distraction. The only downside is we live in a basement apartment, so that sort of compounds the, uh, oh, you know, oh, cooped-upness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it truly basement? I, I lived in a garden level for a while where I had windows, but I would look out of my window and I was at sidewalk level. Yes, that's exactly what we are. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And is uh, is Brandon working right now? He, I believe, is on leave from the UPS store, but he is doing, um, starting to ramp up some more remote type of work. Gotcha, gotcha. Good for him. Yeah, uh, Brandon Cooley, we've been talking about a little bit. Uh, Simon's roommate, and he's a uh, he's a favorite of ours uh, as well. Hey, Simon. Uh, Thanks for sharing some of the things that are going well and, and some of the things that you're thriving through. But uh, I know all of us uh, have struggles. All of us have things that uh, we're finding difficult. Uh, would you mind sharing something that you might be struggling with through this? I've been trying to think of, you know, what might be the thing to bring up. It's It's been uh, a little interesting as far as I am lucky enough to live, you know, a half hour, 40 minutes for my parents. Um, but you know, I took a, I haven't seen them since sort of beginning of March. I went on a work trip to Wisconsin around March 10th, March 13th or something like that. And it'd been a couple of weeks uh, before I'd seen them uh, since then. And then as soon as we get back, we start getting, uh, you know, stay at home stuff. So it's been a, a little, a little odd to uh, only see each other through FaceTime, but luckily we do have FaceTime available. So um, we honestly might be talking a little more than we usually do just because we, you know, we realize we have access to FaceTime and it's our only option. So we, um, that that's sort of a silver lining of the whole thing. Sounds like you're really close, uh, with your family. Um, pretty close. It's getting closer, you know, now you have your parents, you have uh, siblings or others. Yeah, I have, uh, I'm the youngest of four, um, couple sisters in their early thirties. And then my brother, he's 29 in times like this that are kind of difficult to be physically separated from family and loved ones and that, uh, there is a bright side, you know, some of this technology that, uh, moms and dads would never get into, uh, right. they're, they're using it and they're embracing it because they need <laughs> yeah. to see their kids. So in the realm of, uh, struggles, have you had, um, uh, everybody has good shows that they remember. And, uh, I appreciate you mentioning that, uh, clean comedy time was one of your, uh, your good shows. Uh, is there one that stands out in your mind as you know, the struggle bus? The, it was a real difficult show. Hmm. So I started doing shows in grand, like open mics in grand rapids about two and a half to almost three years ago. Um, like July of 2017 was when I just started doing open mics in grand rapids. And ever since I've like to this day, I don't know what it is. I don't really do well at tip top. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I, I haven't figured it out. I can't put my finger on the pulse, but I will say, I, I, I mentioned this because it, it all uh, culminated. We saw the uh, full scope of the iceberg 
uh, full hit broadside. There was one night where it was a typical tip top night and then some award show got, you know, it, it let out and this, this group of people, um, decided tip top was their after award show spot. And so probably 30 to 40 people pile in, not no clue there is an open mic going on and they are loud and they had been drinking already and mm-hmm. they, yeah, it was wild. So I, I was the there time, that night. You were there that <laughs> night. Yeah. Not, not part so, of the awards crowd. I was, right. <laughs> yeah. Part of the, uh, firing, uh, the people who are getting just absolutely talked over. Uh, oh. I get up there by the time I get up there, Everybody had arrived and decided they were going to have their own podcasts that moment, <laughs> uh, you know, 50 decibels louder than a normal person talks. And middle of my set, the bartender gets up. He walks from behind the bar to the stage, grabs the mic from me and starts telling the crowd that these people work very hard on their material <laughs> Please quiet down and let their oh, no. ideas be heard. Oh. They are trying to work on their craft. So after the teacher yells at the class, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I am expected to make these people laugh. <laughs> One guy in the front row, I swear to God, I said a punchline that is a good joke and usually gets a laugh, and he goes, "Oh man, you're you're trying, man." And it was the worst thing ever. So I left that show knowing that it wasn't my fault, but I was just blown away at the situation I had been put in. You know, um, I, I, I was there that night and I, and I remember, uh, I'll never forget, uh, the bartender coming out yeah. and just scolding them so terribly and then handing you the mic back. And yeah, in the and, middle of my set, right, middle right. of my set. <laughs> All right, buddy, do your thing. Yeah, if they weren't laughing before that. I'm just imagining you up there, you know, and the bartender hands the mic back and you're kind of like, did I say cat in the dryer yet? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, this was probably a year and a half ago. I wasn't nearly the improviser that I am now of like, I just stood there like, I can't, even now I think I would have been like, what it happened? What just happened? Yeah. The the shining moment of that night, though, was definitely Dave Basie. Uh, who took the stage towards the end and looked at one of the head honchos of the award ceremony and was like, you need to give me $20. And the guy <laughs> did. And, uh, which that's, uh, that's not a bad score for an open mic yeah. at Tip Top. <laughs> yeah. If you're making money at Tip Top, you are top of whatever you do. Yeah. Uh, rushing it. <laughs> yeah. What a night. Wow. All of my experiences at Tip Top have been that, but without the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like there are two people in the audience and they are louder than the sound system. For real. Yeah. Yeah, That's uh, that's my typical. You know, even even with that though, I just I love Tip Top. (laughs) You know, I I mean I've had I've had some terrible shows there. Uh that being one of them that you just referenced. But uh but man, it's it's something about the grind, you know? Yeah. I love, I love tip top. It's been, it's odd. It's funny. When I first started, that was the mic. That was the hottest mic in Grand Rapids. It was packed every single Tuesday. Um, you know, the older guys in the, in the scene would, would come out more. Uh, they don't really, uh, come out to tip top as much anymore. And it, it was just a really exciting show. 
And uh, now it's, it's still fun, you know, love everybody that goes to tip top, but uh, some nights it's, you can hear the ants talking. It is the last open mic I did before quarantine. I did it the Tuesday in the middle of laugh fest. (laughs) So we had the week of laugh fest and I did that show. And then I did a couple of more uh, laugh fest shows and, and then I did went out and did Candlestone and then we were done. Um, yeah. And that Tuesday it was, was it? it was just what we were talking about. It was, um, you know, 10 comics, two people in the audience and a bartender and the two people in the audience were not having whatever, we had to offer like this was the dog no we're we're over here talking uh no the dog wasn't there Uh, every once in a while there's a dog that comes to the shows uh no michael bustler though was uh was hosting for kian and uh he was gonna try to get them you know just try and take them aside say hey guys he was gonna do the teacher thing but do it kind of quietly and uh he tried that a couple of times and they would settle down for a second. And then he kind of came over to me and he was like, um, if, if I needed to like try and throw them out, would, would you like have my back? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just stood up like all, you know, bristly, like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's throw them out. Like, no, we're going to have not. a rumble. <laughs> I am a prominent voiceover artist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh no, I would just speak to them. Excuse me. <laughs> gentlemen yeah yeah that, that's all i can do yeah aaron's a bigger guy than any of us so you know he'd be the one to 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 look as intimidating as possible get him a leather jacket i, and, I, I i'm not to throw people out of a bar kind of you're not no yeah. no <laughs> but you know really you think about uh some of these tough places to perform like tip top and the garage bar the garage bar can be rough but uh, you know we all love it um and isn't it great though that we can go in there and hone our material and work our craft. And then when you get in front of a friendly engaged audience, like you find at one of the clean comedy time showcases, you know how it just falls into place and it's just so natural and fun and easy because of the time that you've uh, practiced in more of a hostile crowd. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And those feel so good. Well, Simon, let me ask you a question. I know that, you know, we're all staying at home right now. We're not uh, performing really anywhere. There's there's some virtual shows and things like that out there. I know that once uh, everything gets up and running again, hopefully they'll get the funniest person in Grand Rapids up and running again. And you will, you know, kindly let them have that. I will allow uh, it to continue yeah, for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Anything else on the horizon that you're kind of looking forward to something that maybe it's postponed or, or something that's out there ways that uh, you think is going to still happen. Uh, well, I am a huge NBA fan, so I'm, I'm rooting for that season to be somehow <laughs> saved, but it's, that's they're talking that it, if, if it is saved, they they're the regular season's definitely done by now. Cause I mean, obviously it would, the playoffs would have started by now. So mm-hmm. um, they might take, you know, six teams from each conference. It could be in the end of the summer, who knows, but that I would mm-hmm. be very ecstatic. Just to have some some round ball out Just there, to a have bit. some of the old mm-hmm. bounce some ups going on. <laughs> I feel the same way about baseball, which is just it's not happening. They're talking about some options, but yeah, and uh, yeah. As we record this, the NFL draft is this week, so there's a little bit of sports, but not really. And the um, Deggy draft, don't forget that. Yeah, there's the Deggy draft is this week as well. So yeah, by the time this comes out, that'll that'll be a, a, a wonderful memory that we will all share. 
Hey, Simon, thank you so much for uh, coming out and chatting with us. Uh, really appreciate the insights that you shared on your writing process and on the comedy. Just a wonderful to know you as a comedian and wonderful to have you here as a guest. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much, especially on the podcast and on the show. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 